So for the last few weeks, we have been working through this series in Acts, beginning in Acts chapter 10 with the story of uh, Peter going to Cornelius or Cornelius coming to Peter. So Peter could, well, you've, many of you have read the story. You know how it goes. Uh, this, this series came out of this growing question I've been hearing in our church of, you know, Jason, where are we going? Where are we headed as a church? What are our goals or our direction? What is God up to here? Or, um, what's the plan? And these are great questions, and I want us to keep asking these questions. And I've noticed it in the last few months, and even this last week, someone came into the office and said, you know, Jason, I think we're meant for more. Because I've been reading scripture, and some things have stuck out to me, and, you know, hearing these sermons about God's Holy Spirit, I think that we are meant for more. And I started thinking about the church and how she is at her best when she's on mission. And she's on mission out in the community and communities around the world. And I start thinking about these conversations I've had, numerous now, people ask me, you know, what are we up to? Where are we going? I see the Holy Spirit at work in our church, stirring things up a bit, stirring things up and moving us out in mission. God is on the move in our church, and that for me is exciting. But I also wanted to bring scripture into this conversation. So if people have been asking me, you know, where are we headed and, and I would like to see us move in this direction or talk about these things, I, for me it's important for us to come back to the story uh, or to come back to scripture. And one of the stories that came out to me was, was this story from Acts of Peter going to Cornelius because the Holy Spirit was at work already in Cornelius long before Peter ever showed up. So God is at work. God is at work even in our own community here. Long before we ever show up, God is at work. And he uses us to go and to be a part of that story, of that person's life or faith or some thing in our community that blesses people. God is at work in our community. So I realized that uh, three weeks ago as we talked about it, we don't bring God on mission with us. We actually join God out in mission. We don't bring God on mission. So it's not like we bring God with us and we introduce him to someone. God is already at work in people's lives and we join with him in it. But I also realized, too, listening to this story, as Peter, uh, a Jewish man in the first century, goes to uh, Cornelius. He's a Gentile. He's a Gentile soldier, a Roman officer. He, and by all counts, is the wrong sort of person for Peter to be going to. They had rules about going to Gentiles, and not only that, but this guy was a Roman soldier, like the worst situation. So when we join God in mission, we will find ourselves in unexpected places with the completely unexpected are surprising people, but we also see God do amazing things. Because in this story, Peter begins to talk with Cornelius and the people who are, like his whole family and his friends are gathered in his house, and he just begins talking with them, and the Spirit descends on all of them, and they become baptized, they start following Jesus. It's an amazing thing. When we join God in surprising places, God brings amazing fruit. Well, as we've continued the story, I also realized this, that following God, joining God out in mission, going with him to surprising people requires courage. It requires courage on the part of those who are going because it's new and people will question it. And it requires trust on the part of those who are on the sides watching and encouraging because God calls people into surprising things. And for us to examine the fruit, to, to trust them, and to trust the Holy Spirit, otherwise we might miss it. And so we've been thinking about these stories, and I've kind of given you the rundown already that, that Peter, um, actually Cornelius was a Roman centurion. The Spirit came to him and said, go to, to Joppa, bring back this man, Simon, who's called Peter, bring him back so he can give you this message. 
At the same time, the Holy Spirit was at work in Peter. And so when uh, Cornelius had sent these guys to him, Peter's praying, he has this vision, and the Spirit tells him to trust these guys and go. Well, all of that has been good. But the thing is, the, the apostles and the brothers of Judea, throughout Judea, they had heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And so when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers, the pretty faithful Jewish believers at that time, they criticized him and they said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and you ate with them? So Peter began telling them everything that had happened precisely as it had happened. He said, I was in Joppa praying. And in a trance, I saw a vision. I saw something like a sheet coming down from the heavens by four corners. And it came down to where I was at. And when I looked inside it, I saw four-footed creatures of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, birds of the air. And then a, vo a voice spoke to me saying, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. And I replied, uh, Lord, surely not. Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. Then I heard the voice a second time from heaven say, Do not call anything impure that the Lord has made clean. This happened three times. And then everything returned back, was pulled back up into heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent for me, for Peter, from Caesarea, they had arrived at the house where he was staying. And the Spirit spoke to Peter. The Spirit spoke to him and said, uh, do not have a hesitation about going with these guys. And Peter turns to these, these men who are questioning him, and he says, these six men came along with me, and we entered the house of the man. And he told us he had seen an angel appear in his home and said, send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message. A message which through it, you and your whole family will be saved. And Peter continues telling me, he says, And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit descended on them, just as it had descended on us in the beginning. And I remember the words of the Lord. He said, John, baptize in water, but you, you will baptize in the Holy Spirit. So then if they had received the same gift as, same gift as us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I then to, to oppose God? And after these circumcised believers had heard this, they had no more objections. They began to praise God and said, So then, God has given even the Gentiles repentance unto new life. And I've been reflecting on this story and realizing two things. First of all, to follow God into surprising places, to join God out in mission requires courage. And it requires trust. It requires courage on the part of people like Peter, those of you who are following God in new places. Because they're new, people will have questions. And for those of us who are watching and encouraging, it requires trust on our part to listen and to hear. Because it's different. We may have questions, but that we don't become judgmental from the beginning. Now I think about this, this group, this uncircumcised group who, who criticized Peter in the beginning. And I think about them, and, and uh, you know, Peter, he shows up. I just have this picture of him, like, like jumping for joy, uh, praising God. You won't believe what I saw happen. I mean, I was in this house full of 
like people I would have never expected, and the Holy Spirit came down and they received it and everything, and we baptized them. It was an amazing moment. Only to have the people around begin criticizing because of their laws, because of their rules. Peter, how could you? Peter, how could you even go into a house of these uncircumcised men? Well, let alone eat with them. So they begin to question. And that's understandable. I mean, I, before we completely villainize these, these, uh, question, these people who are criticizing, I can understand it. You see, in the first century, Jewish people didn't eat with Gentiles. They didn't even like to associate with them. And so these guys have good questions regarding their culture at the time. But they weren't aware of what God was doing. They weren't aware of what the Holy Spirit was already up to. I think sometimes we fail at this too, even as our church here, even as Christians and some of you the churches where you come from. Someone says, you know, I've, I feel the Holy Spirit calling me to this new thing. And we say, well, now, come on, that's ridiculous. Or no, 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 we don't do that around here. Oh, we tried that a hundred times, right? The things we hear in our church families, the criticism that comes, the questions. Now, it's not, now it's not bad to receive questions, but questions that are meant to construct or to be constructive or to help. You know, someone saying, oh, interesting. I wonder how you're going to work out this. Or I wonder how I can help you with that. Like, those kind of questions are good. Or I wonder what God is up to. I wonder how this fits with this part of our belief. Like, those are constructive questions. But the questions is of like, well, who do you think you are trying to do this? That's just criticism. That doesn't help. So these guys got it wrong at first. These, this group of circumcised believers, they got it wrong at first. But there were two things that they then did right. The first thing I realized is that they listened to Peter. You know, they started out with all this criticism and they, and they had all these reasons and, and they were going after him. But then they listened. They listened to Peter and they tried to understand. They could have just kept passing judgment. They could have thrown Peter out of the church. They could have done all sorts of things, but they actually listened. They listened to him and Peter began to tell the story. So that's the first thing they did well. They listened to him. And here's the second thing they did well, is that they examined the fruit. Sure, they had all sorts of hang-ups on what was wrong with it, the, the process, the people he went to, how he went about it. There's all sorts of things they could have picked out. But when they listened or when they examined the fruit of it, the fact that these Gentiles had received the Holy Spirit, and, that they, and then they were baptized into the name of Jesus Christ, the Father and the Son and the Spirit, when they had realized that this is what happened, out of, their, out of their humility and out of their maturity, they said, well, so then it seems like even the Gentiles are receiving the Holy Spirit now. They changed their mind. And I know that takes humility. <laughs> I know that takes humility to admit when we're wrong. It takes maturity to say, you know what? I wasn't sure about this in the beginning, or I was actually really critical about this in the beginning. But then I see what God has done through this, and you know, I was wrong. God is up to something here. The Holy Spirit is at work here. How can we join you? So they got it wrong in the beginning. They were critical, and, and understandably. But then they did two things right. They listened to Peter, and, they, and then they watched for the fruit. 
They examine it based on the fruit, not on their judgments. So, for those of us, as a part of a church, when we see other people going out on mission, joining the Holy Spirit the best that they can, let us first encourage. Let us be slow to criticize and quick to listen. Quick to encourage. Maybe to ask good questions. Have you thought about this or how's that going to work? That's fine. But let us not be a church that criticizes when people try to follow the Holy Spirit into new ways that we don't expect. Because if we listen to this story, God does this sort of thing all the time. Challenging our ideas of what God does and what he doesn't do by doing things that we never expect. So that's the first thing. Let us trust. There's also this other part I realized from this story is those of you who feel like the Holy Spirit is calling you to do something, something new or something unexpected, be courageous. Be courageous. Because there are going to be people who question what you're doing. There are going to be people who criticize what you're doing, even our brothers and sisters in our church. That happens when we follow God into something new. But I'm encouraging you, please be courageous. Whether it's here in the Balfour Church or it's your church at home, be courageous. If the Holy Spirit is at work and drawing you into that, be courageous. I think about this week, I was thinking about two stories. Uh, one of the things is our, our garden just uh, on the outside of the building out here. I remember when the garden was just an idea. <clears throat> Rick and Judy Dixon, uh, just an idea they had, uh, feeling the Holy Spirit at work. Um, and I, unfortunately, they're not here this Sunday, but uh, go ahead and tell them anything I said about them. It's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, when they started, they, they said, you know, church, we think God is calling us. We see God at work in a garden. And I remember the questions people, I remember the criticism people had. Oh, the ground is too rocky out there. They're building it in the wrong place. They're not doing any of it right. And now when people ask about our church, one of the first things people talk about is this amazing garden that we have. Just a few uh, months ago, there was a group visiting from the covenant. And it was a group gathered around our table and they asked, so what is God up to here? And the first part of the conversation began with the garden. People following the Holy Spirit, even when our brothers and sisters question it, criticize it, that we continue to be faithful. Now, that's just one story. Another story I thought of, too, is um, when this church building was built. I've, I wasn't here, unfortunately. I wish I would have been. But I've heard the stories of the faithfulness, of, of listening to the Holy Spirit. And even then, there were people who said, oh, we don't have enough money. It's not the right time. It's, we don't have property. We have to wait. And yet this church faithfully went forward. Even when people were questioning, even when people were criticizing all the reasons why it shouldn't happen, this church went forward. And look at this place now. That was 15 years ago. And I can't, it overwhelms me as I start thinking about all the things that God has done in this building and using this building for the blessing of our community. So if you feel the Holy Spirit calling you into something new, I'm pleading with you, be courageous. And there will be brothers and sisters who, who mean well, I think. They will question, they might even criticize, but I'm encouraging you to be courageous. To be courageous. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Just a second, you'll get a chance. Think about it if, if Peter, when he came back and he received the criticism, think about it if Peter had just said, you're right, what was I thinking? I'm never going to talk to another Gentile again. 
Imagine what that would have meant for the church. I mean, I look out here at most of us, I think almost all of us are Gentiles. Very few of us have Jewish heritage. But Peter was courageous. He didn't just back down. He began to tell them, he began to testify what he saw happening. He had courage. He said, I'm as confused by it as you are, but this is what I saw. I saw the Holy Spirit come on these people and change their life. And they all became baptized and began following Jesus. We need courage today. We begin new things. We follow the Holy Spirit into new places, even in this church, even in the churches where you, are, where you come from and you're visiting here today. We see the Holy Spirit at work and we need to be courageous to join Him. To follow Him even when people say, I don't think it's a good idea or I think you're wrong or we've tried that before. That we faithful, faithfully follow the Holy Spirit. So I don't know about you, but these last three weeks I have learned so much by reading these chapters of Acts, of this story of Peter and Cornelius and how God has been expanding his, his uh, mission to the Gentiles. Last week, or two weeks ago, we talked about how the Holy Spirit is at work in front of us. But we don't bring the Holy Spirit with us when we go and talk with people about, about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is already there and at work. We're not bringing God on mission. We join God in mission. And when we join God in mission, we're going to wind up in unexpected places talking with unexpected people. I mean, I think again about Peter going to meet with Cornelius, a Gentile Roman officer. Not only was this guy a Gentile who they didn't mix with, but he was a Roman officer. He was the enemy. And yet Peter still went to his home and began telling him this, giving him this message that would save him and his whole family. And when we join God out in mission to unexpected people, we'll see amazing fruit. And maybe it won't always be a whole house full of people coming to faith and being baptized, but we will see amazing fruit. And we need to be courageous in it. Whether it's here in Balfour or your church back home, that we need to be courageous in it. Because there will be questions. There will be even criticism. But if it's the Holy Spirit who's doing it, let us never, never miss out on that opportunity that we would follow the Lord in that, that we would join him. And for those of us who are on the sides watching, let us first encourage. If we have a good question, let us ask it. If we're concerned, let us share that. But never let us be called criticizers. Never let us start with condemning people when they just even get started. I've been thinking about this these last few weeks, and I hope that this, I pray that this, uh, this passage, this story, begins to shape how we are as a church. And when people are following God, that we join God out in mission, and when we do that to unexpected people, that we as a church will be a place that we encourage. Ask good questions, yes, but we begin with encouragement. Amen.